Welcome to episode 30 of the Daniel Yours podcast with today's guest, co-founders of Realm Foods, Elise and Lauren. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. I'm back home in Toronto. I always say this, but you know, like I'm back in my little bedroom blanket fort studio and I know that nobody sees this, but it, it is good to be back um, with some guests that I've been in contact with for a little bit, some scheduling issues, some hurricanes got in the way, but we're finally here now. I'm here with Lauren and Elise from Realm Foods. Ladies, hello. How are you? Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for hosting us. Yeah. yeah. It's been, it took a little bit to excited, get here. But... Excited to be here. It was worth the wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, why don't we just jump right in and you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and then we'll get into to what Realm is and, and the rest of the conversation. Sure. Um, I'm I'm Lauren. I'm the co-founder and CMO of Realm um, and passionate about all things wellness and fitness and nutrition, but also being realistic and living a balanced and fun lifestyle. Wonderful. And I'm Elise. I'm our CEO and co-founder. Um, also, clearly very passionate about nutrition, fitness, wellness. So excited to talk about that. Um, my background, really quickly, I, I started in finance after college, uh, started and sold a tech company. And now in where I'm really excited about is um, the food space. So excited to chat more about it. Of course. I think it's, I think it's actually not a small deal for you both to say that you're passionate about this because there have always been and there are millions of food replacement type products and things out there. Now, without naming any names, a lot of them are garbage, as I've you know spoken about <laughs> out here and the people who follow yep. me and listen to me will know. You agree. <laughs> of course, right? And so, so it does require a significant level of passion to actually go ahead and pursue that, right? It's not something mm-hmm. that you just, oh, I'm just going to do this and add to the, you know, the pile of garbage that's already out there. Absolutely. It took a lot of diligence and digging. I think we, what's kind of funny about startups is ignorance is actually a good thing sometimes. And you sort of don't know what you're getting into. And I, we, I don't think would have done it any other way, but as we started digging into the food and beverage industry, I think we were shocked um, to find some of the ingredients that are still on labels in this, you know, in today's world, it's, you know, 200 million people have gut health issues. And we're like, that's, oh, we can kind of understand why here there's preservatives in 80% of what we're eating. Um, mm-hmm. So that even drove the passion further because we want, we created it out of a necessity and we had a pain point we wanted to solve for. But then when we started to look at the industry, I think that was really, you know, amplified the passion. Um, That's when we realized, okay, it's definitely not just us. And it's actually a health problem. Um, Mm -hmm. And and what we have out there has led to so many long-term health issues for people. Um, So, yeah, it's, uh, I think that I would say, speaking for probably both Lauren and me, the passions only deepened as we've learned more. I think so. And, you know, going backwards in time of like why and how it started, we we just had a need. So we were busy New Yorkers all from different career paths. Um, Elise mentioned she was in finance, um, running a tech company, which she was scaling and growing and working crazy long hours as an entrepreneur. And I was working in the in the wine and um, beverage industry, actually. 
and marketing and sales. So late night events, stuck at my desk all day. And then my husband is a corporate attorney. So also really long hours. And what happened is we needed something at our desk. We needed something as we were running around the city to meetings for work travel. And all of the products that we kept picking up was just another synthetically loaded product of sugar or maltodextrins or fillers and preservatives. And it was just like, we knew enough and cared enough about fitness and nutrition to know that that wasn't going to sustain us and be okay for our long-term health. Um, and so that was the impetus of like, kind of what, what started the idea of realm. Um, and we're happy to talk about, you know, all the formulations and, and the true behind the scenes of, of the product development, but that was like the true realization as just working, busy working adults with, with a real problem. There's, there's nothing easy and healthy we could grab at our desk. Yeah, of course. It, you know, there, there's a saying where like, if you're going to build a business, build something that you would actually use. Cause you know, you're a person, okay. there's, you know, however many billion people in the world, <clears throat> if you will actually use it, there chances are a lot of other people will use it. Right. And as busy people who, who are educated and interested in being healthy, it becomes quite difficult and time consuming to find the products that you like, whether that be a drink or a type of food. Uh -huh. It's like, how much time am I going to waste at the grocery store, like reading the label of every single thing? And they're all crap. And then I just wasted 20 minutes and I, <laughs> and I bought and I still bought nothing and I haven't, I haven't solved my issue. Right? <laughs> right. And so, so, so I think that's a beautiful thing that, that it came together like this. How did you guys, how did you guys meet and like start? Like, what was the beginning of the story of making it an actual business? Mm -hmm. Well, we yeah. were, we were good friends actually, um, met through a mutual friend that I, I went to high school with and, uh, Alicia roommate in She's New York, roommate, yeah. Kelly. Um, so she introduced us and, uh, you know, we were, we were starting, my husband and I were starting to kind of formulate these recipes and this crazy concept. And like you said, it wasn't it, the naivete was there. Like we weren't, <laughs> we were just creating something for ourselves because we needed it. Um, and then we were tinkering with recipes and Elise as a friend, and she was starting to test it. And she, she actually, I would say is probably one of our first, like first customer, know, probably customer. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was still working at the time, a full-time job. And I kind of came to Elise and I said, you know, I, I think we have something really special here. I mean, you love it. Um, and so, mm -hmm. you know, then, then we, you know, joined forces and decided to really give it a go. It was very serendipitous because I happened to be in the process of selling my previous company. Um, so I was about to have an opportunity to move on to a new venture. And I'd always wanted to get into nutrition. And I actually thought it would end up being a tech company in nutrition. Um, I was fascinated by gut health and, you know, would breed, I, you know, mind gut connection books and things like that. So um, Lauren had started working on this and I obviously took a, took a deep interest in it. And then, you know, had it. I was like, oh, this keeps me full. I can have this post-workout. That's great. And, but I can also have it as a lifestyle product. So I can have mm -hmm. it if I'm running around as my lunch or, um, and I actually stay full and it's truly macro balanced. And so I was so impressed with what they had put together for the very first formulation. And so, yeah, it was very natural. Um, and Adam was heavily involved in, he, he, as Lauren mentioned, is a full-time lawyer and still is, so he's very busy. So he's our co-founder and our general counsel, which is great, um, but was heavily involved in the beginning. And what's cool about it is we formulated it such that it, it can be applied for both men and women. So I think on the 
you know, when you look at the male demographic, a lot of times it's protein powder and um, that's sort of it. Uh, and then on the female side of it, it's just like smoothies that are fruits and veggies. And we wanted something that our husbands could have, we could have, and it solved the pain point for, for both. Um, so um, anyway, yeah, I was obviously very impressed. And then it just sort mm -hmm. of the rest is history, I guess, as they say. <laughs> I guess, Daniel, we should share a little bit more about like the formulation and, and or what it is. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, what is it? yeah <laughs> we can yeah, give the backstory. Yeah, absolutely. Your audience yeah, is we... like, please stop trying to keep that from us and tell us what it is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So why don't you guys go ahead and, and, and tell us what it is. But w one quick thing just on the on the male and female marketing of it. Something that I've always kind of like laughed about to my to myself is like, why is it like that? Why, if mm -hmm. you're just going to make a, you know, a delicious berry flavored fruit, something or other smoothie, why can't you just put a scoop of protein powder in it? And it's the same as like your, you know, bro protein shake. Like yeah. where did, where did we miss this? These are not alcoholic drinks where, you know, right. you, if you're a man, you have to have a scotch. And if you're a woman, you can get a fruity something or other. Like, well, how Which is I that? I disagree with that yeah. too. We're I like a exactly. scotch. Yeah. yeah. And, I like, and I like a fruity drink from time to time. So, so yeah, you know totally. what I mean? It's like, why, how did that translate into smoothie products is, is beyond me, but I'm happy yeah. that you're taking that angle to like, to mesh it all together. But yeah, but yes, and, let, I mean, let's get let's, into, let's do without what, the what gender norms for, for everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I agree with you. I like I like an old fashioned. My husband likes a tiki drink. Like yeah, yeah so it's not <laughs> exactly. about that. Um, exactly. What it, what it's about is eat eat what you love, eat eat clean real foods. Like take care of yourself. That's the foundation mm -hmm. of all of our health. Is it's very simple when you peel it back, and that's like kind of what we went through all the stuff we were researching. Okay, what is this smoothie or another protein <clears throat> bar? Like something easy or convenient that I could have at my desk, and you know smoothies is the most nutrient dense way you can quickly get something. Um, and everybody loves a good smoothie. And we realized there's this untapped market of freeze dried ingredients and freeze drying is fascinating because it takes the real fruit vegetable at its peak quality and ripeness. So right after it's been picked and it freezes it in this very gentle process that retains all the nutrients, all the flavor, the cellular structure, and like the beautiful color and the smell, it's all there in this compact powder. The hard part was taking that and translating <laughs> it, it with taste good. <laughs> other ingredients, yeah. you know, other fruits and vegetables and nuts and plant-based proteins that would one, make it taste good two be easy to mix. And three, give us actual like holistic nut nutrients, not just a protein powder, not just another carb dense you know, granola bar, but something that's actually going to boost your energy, keep you full, keep you sustained, like not have that peak and valley and just be real food. So it was, you know, you, we look back and it's like the concept's so simple, but I think the food industry in general, like we we're just overcomplicating everything. Um, so we're all about like, let's keep it realistic. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it quality and make it delicious. Yeah. And that's, that's always how it is. The simple things are what we need. And to, to, to those yeah. who are listening, you know, this is my first time speaking with Lauren and Elise, and, and she just said it, eat real food, take care of yourself. Like uh -huh. for everyone who's listening, you know, I say that every single day. And so uh -huh. like, again, that's just another example of how amazing it is that, you know, it's not just me saying it, it's everybody. Oh so, yeah. So, so do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a yeah, good so segue. Quick fix, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good segue into what it, what it is. So like Lauren said, it's, a uh it's dried and crushed real fruits veggies nuts and protein no added sugar no preservatives um and then 
I feel like I'm on QVC when I do this, but I know the audience can't see this, but you'll, you'll, uh, just to show you, Daniel, um, the, the single packets here are one serving and then you just make it with water or almond milk or, or whatever liquid you'd like in a shaker bottle. So truly meant to be on the go. Um, so that's what it is. So yeah, simplify to amplify is our, one of our <laughs> mottos. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Now, I have some questions just on, th and this is just my knowledge of like not knowing about how food products are made and stuff. So mm -hmm. when you make natural stuff, obviously we know that things that are healthier, they don't last as long. You buy that super processed, you know, you buy a McDonald's burger, leave it on the counter. Two years later, you can eat it. No problem. So how does, <laughs> so how does, yeah. So how does crushing the, 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 the natural products like this and then making it into a powder that's easily mixable, how does that all come together in a way that's like without preservatives? How does that happen? Yeah. So that's where go back to that freeze drying and the dehydration technique. So drying foods is actually something that's been around for centuries. I mean, you think about dried herbs and, and, and that kind of stuff. It's, it's just, it's naturally you remove that water component. You remove the um, pathogenic of like a, a humidity kind of component that would create like mold and mildew. And like, that's what breaks things down. And that's why we often mm -hmm. add preservatives to stop that process. But when you dry and freeze dry stuff and you keep it in a way in a nice stored sealed container, that humidity barrier doesn't exist as pathogens don't exist. So it gives us this just completely natural dried powder that's removed all of the moisture. So all we're doing is we're we're taking all of the fruits and vegetables, condensing it into this super dense, um, you know, nutrient powder, and then blending it in this perfectly balanced smoothie. And then you just rehydrate it with water. Um, now, once it's been mixed and made, you know, you want to consume it within the day, keep it in the fridge. You can shake it up again and drink it if you need. Most of the time I finish mine in one sitting because it's that good. Um, but yeah, it's the, the drying process is, is pretty cool. Um, freeze drying in particular, I, I can nerd out on the science behind that, but, um, it's just a, it's a, the simple process is just remove the moisture. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And is that mm -hmm. also why it's sold in packets per serving as opposed to like a large tub? Because if you keep we opening actually, and closing that tub, we have bulk. Uh, okay. yeah, we just, we rolled that out during COVID because we had a lot of customers that we're not as on the go as you know they once were and so it's still in a protective foil you know foil on the inside sealed um and you can open it i mean it, it, the shelf life is a little different once it's open um but it still lasts a long time um so yeah we actually have that format now and so that's been really fun to see um you know, customers use it at home. And sometimes, you know, it, with, with the on the go, it's obviously the shaker, but a lot of our customers now are blending it. Sometimes they'll throw in a little extra. Um, so it's a little more versatile um, in that way. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people that buy the multi-serves, you know, this, what we call our scoop and shake bag, and then they buy the on the go packet. So when they're running out the door, they can just grab that, throw it in your purse or keep it in, you know, when we're in an office setting in the desk drawer, um, but they also, yeah, they have the multi-use case for, for at home. Yeah. And, and probably much more useful for travel as well. If you're, if you're going out of town for a few days for work or whatever, you can bring uh -huh. that pack. I'm sure, you know, any fitness people who have ever tried to travel with like protein and Ziploc bags and stuff, it's, it, it almost <laughs> inevitably will always break. And then all your, you know, clothes are covered in protein powder and mm -hmm. you can't get it out. Yeah. So, so yeah, those travel packs are, are certainly convenient, right? Perfect. Yeah. What were some of the 
some of the sort of trials and tribulations that you went through in the formulation and choosing the correct ingredients, the, the right mixture of, of fruits and nuts and vegetables and, and everything else? Oh gosh. Um, we've I'm tried sure there, I'm sure there every, are many of them. Yeah. We've tried maybe no. every dried ingredient and, um, they don't, you know, oftentimes they don't taste good individually. <laughs> so we've had some, yeah. uh, we have some behind the scenes footage of trying some really awful tasting things. <laughs> I think that the big challenge too, is going back to the, the nutritional component. And, you know, if you wanted to make something taste really good, of course we just throw a bunch of, just a bunch of sweet stuff out it. Um, and it does, it tastes delicious, but we also want to make sure we're getting flaxseed and healthy fats and fiber and, and a quality plant protein. So, you know, I, I think creating a business, um, you learn as you go that you're never quite done. So we're always reformulating, revisiting, taking feedback seriously. We have a network of 45 nutritionists that we ask constantly for feedback. And as we're creating new flavors and, um, you know, the protein market has changed. We, we had a whey baseline. We changed that. We went to all plant-based and now we're in the process of actually changing the plant-based formula to a new, a new plant-based protein, but one that we're really excited about. Um, so I guess, there's always a learning curve with creating a product and it's like you get it there, but then you always want to perfect it and make it better and better and better. Um, so that's a lot of hard work. And given that we have such stringent requirements for our ingredients and not adding any junk to it. Right. Of course that makes sense. And, and I guess also as the company grows and the product gains in popularity and, and gets into more households, there will be different types of demand. Some people will want certain flavors, not other flavors, or certain types of protein and not other types of protein. And there may be a place for both, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And is that what you're seeing now with, with the new with the new protein formulation that's coming out? Or or will the, the old one be discontinued? We're replacing everything. Yeah. So as Lauren mentioned, the industry is evolving constantly and there's new ingredient discoveries and there's new ways to um, to utilize plant protein. And so, um, like Lauren said, we're always very open to we're always sort of in R&D um, and what we use currently. So we have pea and brown rice protein is in the current formulation and we love it. Uh, we have a lot of customers that love it but I would say it has a little bit of an earthy taste. So if you haven't had plant-based protein before, which a lot of our customers, we like to call them plant-based curious um, because they maybe want to eat more plant-based, but they haven't, um, they haven't tried, you know, plant-based protein. Um, it's still, it tastes delicious, but there is a little bit of earthiness to it. And so I'll let Lauren talk about the new protein, mm -hmm. but we were searching for something that would marry better with the fruits and vegetables and have more of a, you know, nutty or bland flavor versus an earthy flavor, um, just to continue to optimize for better flavor. Um, so yeah, Lauren, do you want to chat more yeah. about it? Your, your I'm like trying to remember. Yeah, you guys are the first. We're we're in we're literally in production right now, Daniel. So our manufacturing facility is running our blends and packaging all all up for us. So hopefully in the coming weeks we will have everything launched, including a few new flavors with this protein swap. But I'm trying to think back at least to like how how we even I think one of our our manufacturers or or, or suppliers 
I saw it in an email, just it was a subtle mention of this really mm -hmm. cool plant protein. And I started digging more. And as we did that, we found this incredible research. It's called Sacha Inchi. Um, and it is a protein that we find on the market, but it's often kind of a third tier. People aren't featuring it. It's used in a lot of beauty products too, as an oil. So what it is, is this beautiful star-shaped fruit pod um, originating from Peru. And within the fruit pod are these little seeds. So it is, it is not free. It comes from a little seed pod. And from that seed, we're getting this complete plant-based amino acid, complete full of omegas protein. And the flavor, as Lise mentioned, it's this like lighter, creamier, almost like subtle nutty flavor. So what that's done to our blends is it just enhancing the, the fruity and like vegetable flavors that are, are we naturally have. Um, and it's, you know, giving us this foundation of a plant protein that gives you all the aminos versus a plant, uh, brown rice and pea protein. We have to pair to get the amino acids. Um, so we're really excited about that. So we will be incorporating that into all of our current blends. So in our, uh, tropical greens flavor, our berry flavor and our cacao flavor. And then we have through year end three new flavors that will be launching um, through the fall. Wow. That's super exciting. Congratulations on that. Thank um, you. We, we mentioned it uh, just pre-recording to this, but so today is August 4th. Um, when, when can we expect the, the new protein to roll out and then end like September? When is the kind of date? Mid-September. Yes. Okay. So, so whenever you're listening to this, look out for it at that time. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's exciting. And, and I mean, that's, that's always the, the issue with, with any plant-based stuff. I mean, among, mm -hmm. obviously there's, there's many issues with any type of nutrition protocol, but it's the incompleteness of the protein, right? Mm -hmm. So, so to find a, a single source as opposed to blending sources, which when, the more things you blend, the more opportunity there is for mistakes, right? I, I can exactly. imagine with ingredients, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, so from a single source, um, you know, you're getting a more complete thing and, and it, and it fits, it sounds like it fits the flavor profile better, right? You don't mm -hmm. want the protein to be overpowering personally yes. myself. I have nothing against any type of plant-based or vegan proteins. I don't prefer them for, for myself, for the flavoring reasons I can tolerate way just fine, but I know that there's many, many people who can't, including yes. many of my clients and people that I know. And, and then, mm -hmm. you know, next best thing is maybe a collagen protein or maybe a, a vegetarian or vegan or, you know, plant-based, mm -hmm. whatever terminology you want to use, uh, protein, but then, you know, a lot of people don't like the, the taste of them. So, so this is a new one and this sounds very, yeah. very exciting. I'm, I'm excited yeah, for you absolutely. guys for this. You, you nailed it, Daniel. Yeah. It's, 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 it's plant proteins great in so many ways, but yeah, combining, we don't have to do that anymore. And then that's usually always the pushback is, is the flavor. It's, it's even hemp and sort of every plant-based protein mm -hmm. we've come across has a little bit of that chalky earthiness. Um, I think we do a great job of covering it up now, but now we don't have to cover anything up. <laughs> yeah, it can be featured on its own. It's pretty unreal. Exactly. But then, you know, it goes back to like the, the background is we are not just a protein. And I think you know, going back to the, the protein conversation, of, it's <laughs> protein. not, it's not just about the protein. It's about post pre-workout, post-workout on a day-to-day -day basis. You got to be getting all the other stuff. And while protein is of important macronutrient and foundation to our diets, the other things matter. And so that's where, you know, our plant protein is, is crucial to the flavor and that component, but so is all of the other healthy fats and fibers and, and complex carbs. Right. Of course. And I think that that's something that 
is often missed because we talk about protein so much in, in the fitness space. And, and while it is important and while it's probably the one that people are of the three macronutrients that people are not getting enough of, it's not the only thing that matters. Micronutrients certainly still matter, like eating a diverse variety of foods still matter. And so, so kind of leading off that, tell me about the, the choices aside from the flavoring issue of, of some of the other ingredients and how those all got mixed into the, to the formulation. Yeah. So you're like the, the fruits and veggies and why we picked mm-hmm. certain ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think a big thing is let's take it back to the basics. You know, what, what are just natural foods that we can find in most grocery stores that taste delicious and are, are really nutrient rich. So, you know, the berry, berry flavors, berries, bananas, we've got flax seed, we have some almond, um, we have beet in there too. So we're always incorporating a vegetable. Um, our tropical greens flavor is pineapple, mango, coconut, but then we're also adding in wheatgrass and barley grass, which is giving us awesome loads of nutrients, but the flavor is more tropical forward and not so green tasting as they say. So, um, the, the components are, you know, taking it back to, you know, very simple smoothie recipes that we all know and love, but we don't have the time. Nobody has, you know, all of the ingredients ever at once on hand. Um, and especially if they're on the go, they don't have a blender and all of these ingredients at the, at the ready. So, um, that's the inspiration for all of our recipes. And then, um, we also have our bold cacao flavor. So that's the more decadent one. So we use uh, cacao from Ecuador. We've got coconut milk, carrot, uh, banana, flax seed as well. So we always have flax in our blend. So yeah, all, all just the stuff you buy mm-hmm. at the grocery store, just compact and ready for you to go. Well, and to underscore what Lauren said too, they all roll up into that macronutrient profile. So you're getting the complex carbs, the healthy fats and the protein in every flavor. Um, So as we were formulating these, they would always have to roll up into that, that calculation. Um, And that kind of goes back to your question on the challenges. It's very hard to create something macro balanced that also tastes really good. So, um, but, but both of those components are really important to us. So um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If if, if, if junk food and and fast food always tasted delicious, then, and, and, or sorry, and was nutritious rather, it does taste delicious. But if it was always nutritious, then, I mean, there would be a lot more healthy people around, but unfortunately, all, you know, the, the most delicious food is not always the healthiest yeah. food. And so well, finding that sweet balance is, yes. is, is, is difficult. It's funny you say that because our, our mission is making healthy eating as easy and delicious as unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the biggest challenge. And I think the ease of it is, is really, um, the, the, the important part here. Something that I've kind of changed my mind on in the, in the last year or two is, is the, the use of like even just protein powder or the, any type of smoothie, you know, uh, meal replacement type food. And I was always in the camp of, you know, get it from regular food, you know, d- don't, don't rely on pills and powders and potions, even if they're good quality, like, you know, eat real food, but then, over time, you know, I've realized that it's the the ease of having a packet that you can just mix into water and the the value of time that you get back from that. And it is still healthy food. So as long as you're not buying the garbage one, buy a good product. Mm-hmm. And then just the, the time that you get back and, and the the what's the word that I'm looking for? Like just, you know, the, the mental 
Yeah, the efficiency mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the, the good feeling that you'll have of knowing that you put something good in your body. So it's like, okay, if the rest of my meals weren't perfect, I got I got a lot of good stuff in this meal. It was super convenient and, and I kind of hit, hit my basis for the day. If I, I'm not perfect the rest of the day, you know, then I've still done all right because I had this shake and it was just so convenient. And so I think that that is, that is the biggest thing As in a world of convenience, whether that, that is good or not good, it, this maximal convenience that we're always chasing for many other reasons I don't know, but, mm-hmm. but in this, in this case, I, I do think it is very, um, it's, it's extremely useful and just, it's worth doing for for everybody. Right. And I don't think it has to be, cause I, I'm, I kind of had the same thought process of, you know, I don't want a bunch of synthetic mm-hmm. powders. I mean, I used to do the, the protein with all the crap in it right after my workout. And that would be all I ate for breakfast. And, uh, it's terrible for you, but <laughs> I, I kind of, I don't think it has to be an either, or I think it's about challenging and which is what we're doing. We're challenging the food industry and saying like, you can have powder and convenient, but it can, it can also be real. Right. You don't have mm-hmm. to, you don't, there's no excuse anymore. Like we have such incredible mm-hmm. technologies in the food industry. Um, and that's, that's really like, that's really what we want to challenge. And as we grow as a food business, we want to lead that change of there, there is no excuse anymore. We don't have to like fill our culture with a bunch of added sugars and preservatives and stuff. There, there are other ways to do this. You just got to roll up your science and creative sleeves and get it done. Yeah, no, that's wonderfully said. And, and, um, I think that's, uh, you know, uh, just building off of that a little bit is I like that you also don't necessarily talk about it as like a post-workout thing. Yes, it has protein in it, but like, you don't need to be slugging back again, pills and powders after protein this or, mm-hmm. or after a workout. This is something that you can just have it any time of the day. It can be your breakfast. It can be any time, you know, between the, the moment you wake up and the moment you go to sleep. It doesn't have to be focused on workout. It's focused on health, which is the underlying thing right. of everything else, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A big use case is, is, of course, pre and post workout. It's a great, um, you know, I'll have it before a run and it's light enough that I can go for a five mile run. Um, haven't done that in a while, <laughs> but, uh, but I could <laughs> um, have it before. Um, or, you know, post-workout, it has, um, it has that, it has a good, good amount of protein to be sort of that protein shake for you, but also these other things. But I think you nailed it, Daniel, then we were finding that, um, I mean, that's originally, you know, the use case we had created it for was work out in the morning and have it as your breakfast. But then we're finding, and, and we were finding ourselves, it can be something you have for lunch or it can be a snack when you're hitting that 3 PM slump. Um, so I think you nailed it. It's, it's versatile in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think more people are, are realizing that, especially with all of the, all of the staying at home as well. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to, to switch gears a little bit. Um, tell me about some of the changes that happened like in your life outside of the obvious health stuff that happened once you started like really digging into the science and started like getting, you know, getting on top of your, of your nutrition and health game. I mean, we both have stories there. I mean, I've had gut health issues, um, since college is when I started to notice it. Um, and at the time I had no idea. I mean, it's it sounds ridiculous now, hindsight's 2020, but it was obviously what I was eating. Um, but I thought I was eating healthy. Um, and so, uh, I think I struggle and that's probably what led to my interest. I mean, it is what led to my interest in starting to read books on gut health and understanding, okay, not, you know, this doesn't even just affect my physical health. It, it, there's 
repercussions for our mental health. You know, 90% of our serotonin is in our gut. And that's the molecule that controls our feelings, our, you know, sleep. It's, it's, it, it's interesting, you know, they call the gut the second brain. Um, and so I didn't really start to do research until probably a couple of years out of college and realized I, I got a dietitian, um, really started to do the work. And, um, you know, I, I was tested for everything. I really, it's not, I didn't have celiac. I didn't have anything. It was just generally my gut lining was just taking a beating. And all it took was like we learn and I say, going back to the basics and eating real food and eating healthy and eating meals that were macro balanced. And so, um, when I heard, I Lauren told me about what she was working on, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to accomplish this. And it's really hard in any case, um, that kind of leads back into the business. But I think I've struggled. I had struggled with that for a long, for probably 10 years and didn't have answers. Um, cause it wasn't, a, it's not like you break your arm and there's an acute, you know, situation, you go to the doctor and they fix it gut health is so complex. Um, so that that's kind of a, a long-winded and I guess vague version, but, but just general gut health issues, which I think a lot of people are dealing with. Mm -hmm. I'd say, I mean, you know, since the business has evolved, so have I, and, and we've learned so much. And now, you know, I am more conscious of what I buy and, and try to buy as natural to the farm as possible and check every label. And I'm very stringent now, but I mean, going backwards when we were creating, creating the product, I definitely wasn't doing that. Um, I knew, I knew I was, I knew I needed to pay attention though. I was having really high, um, cholesterol and triglyceride issues, um, to the point where my doctor was wanted me to get on heart medication, which was crazy to me because I was super active and fit at the time and, you know, still try to be, but <laughs> mom life, work life. Um, but yeah, I just, my, my heart health was suffering. And so I realized I needed to take something seriously. And I did, I, I fixed it through diet and very natural supplements. I, I adjusted everything and I've never had high triglycerides cholesterol since then. But then, you know, in addition, I was having acne issues. I was going through a fertility battle, um, you know, all through founding and starting this business. So I was evolving and, and, my health and my husband's health on the foods that we eat and the lifestyle we live truly translates into like serious health consequences. So I, um, I live and breathe it now. I, as I said, at the start of the podcast, I still enjoy going out to eat a delicious meal and having a glass of wine and eating the French fries and like not feeling guilty at all about that, but it's about creating the habits in your day-to-day -day basis that, like you said, I've had one good thing today. I've, I've hydrated today. I've moved my body and I've gotten eight hours of sleep, like check those very basic boxes every day. And it, it just, it can change your life. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very well said. And I mean, it, you know, like we, where was I going to go with this? We, we, so many of us go through like health challenges and and they're not nice like i you know i obviously wish that neither of you went through that but in a in a sense you did go through it and you and you came out on top and now you are giving that back to the world there are other people who are going through it and, and it's and the number is rising it's not declining but mm -hmm. now you're you know you're putting what you've learned and what you've gone through to help someone else who might go through that same thing to come out on the other side on top right cuz mm -hmm. so many of us will will succumb to health challenges that present 
themselves based on our lifestyle and, and the way the world is. So I think it's so wonderful that you that you took it that next step further to say, hey, I did this. I've been in your shoes. Here's what I did. And here's how I can like give back and, and, and contribute to helping the issue rather than just, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying <laughs> enjoying it on your own. Yeah, well, that's true. And and I do, I think, Elise, and I feel and a large amount of responsibility as a food company. Um, we don't take it lightly. We are literally giving people food they eat every single day. And that that's something that comes with a lot of responsibility. So we led with good intentions when we started it for ourselves and for our families and our friends. And we will like, that will always be that integrity will always be at the foundation of what we do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's suppliers we won't work with there. We, we had a very diligent vetting process um, when we were looking at farmers and, and suppliers um, and we continue to do that. So uh, I, yeah, I want to definitely underscore what Lauren's saying. It's, it's, we just, we take it so seriously. Yeah. And, and as, as should everyone, you know, Mm -hmm. the fact that the way you mentioned about, um, you know, you know, the drying of the fruits and and the, and the products is the adding of, or the addition of the preservatives, is it just significantly cheaper? And that's why it's done. Like, why don't more people just do it in a little bit of a healthier way? That is a big part of it. Yes. Um, Hence why we've been a bootstrap business for so long. (laughs) Um, But it can be done. And, and we, you know, we, we plan to build a profitable business. Obviously that takes scale. So we're trying to grow, of course. Um, But, uh, but yeah, we'll never compromise. And it, it is crazy to me that the Crafts and Kellogg's of the world have taken all of these shortcuts. I mean, you look at Europe and what is allowed there. And you look at even like the difference of like Mountain Dew here versus Mountain Dew there. Um, It's a different product. Um, So I think, you know, I almost equate after some of the things we've learned with lobbyists and like what goes on behind the scenes, it's almost as bad as the pharma industry or if not as bad and what what we kind of know of that space. Um, So yeah, it's a combination of of costs, of, you know, lobbyists and things happening through the back door. It's, it's definitely, um, again, like we said before, the things Lauren and I have discovered being in this industry, it's, it's pretty eye-opening. Um, but I would say it comes down to cost is a big thing. There are, yeah, costs. And then, I mean, frankly, there are some food products that just can't be shelf stable. If you buy a ready to drink smoothie on the shelf, yeah, it's, it's going to have to have something in it, you know, ascorbic acid or, or something to keep it balanced. Um, so there are certain things in convenience that that do require it, but that's where we kind of said, well, there's got to be an alternative here. Um, I, you know, and then I just think people at the end of the day, we need convenience, we need easy, but we also just need to just sometimes pick up the banana instead of instead of the bag of chips. Yeah, yeah. I I remember seeing one time it was like a it was a meme and it was a, a peeled orange inside of like a plastic container <laughs> and it was like well the, you know the meme was like if only the orange grew with like a you know a shell that could contain it like yeah. <laughs> so you know but 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 yeah you know we've probably gone too far on the convenience end of the scale and and it seems now that and you know maybe we're biased because we're in this world but you know it seems now that there's like a shift back to like okay we need to be convenient but we also need to just like eat like you know humans as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's so it's nice to see of course and, and i'll even speak for canada that even the ingredients in in the United States and the availability of like 
junk food and stuff are are different there than they are yeah. here in Canada, and 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 that's shocking because we're obviously neighbors and you know a couple hours away. But yeah. um, and in Europe, it's you know totally different thing, and I'm sure in in Asia and, and the rest of the world as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our palates too have also been trained to like added sugar and things because of what happened in the 80s. It was the diet culture and fat is bad and mm-hmm. added sugar came out swinging hard. Um, and it really, you know, if you look at kind of trends related to unhealthiness in food, that's where it started to have an inflection point. Um, I saw a meme today that was something about like, it was, um, and now I'm not saying milk is bad. I just thought it was funny that, um, you know, how our parents used to push milk so hard on us because of, um, you know, osteoporosis and like all the issues that were, you know, that claims out there that if we didn't have enough milk and calcium and stuff like that and got milk Mm -hmm. and it's just funny. I mean, there's all these alternatives now, but, um, you know, at the time, uh, you know, dairy sensitivity, no one was talking about that. Um, so, you know, knowing your body and knowing what you're sensitive to is also important um, as well. <clears throat> right. And I think e- even one step further than that is the the milk that our, you know, the, the dairy, the regular milk that our parents and grandparents were drinking is is not really the same milk that we're drinking Very different. today. No. So like at that time it was much, you know, it was much healthier. You just get it straight from the cow and, and that's yeah. it. But now it's like, can you even like really call it milk? I don't know. Like, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. What even, it's crazy. It's like the misinformation of that time. You know, I remember my mom used to carry Splenda packets around with her mm-hmm. and that was like her healthy thing. And Slim Fast mm-hmm. was obviously Slim Fast gave any meal replacements a very bad name. Um, but it, yeah, it's crazy to think those things were normal and, and they really messed up our palates and our gut. Yeah, yeah, and and this just speaks again to the to the evolution of, of food and how and how things are changing. It, mm-hmm. it seems to me again that uh, a lot of the plant based stuff is is coming in as a sort of trend, something that will certainly stay and something that is good, but something that probably went too hard. And, you know, there are the, the extremists on either end that like, mm-hmm. oh my God, never eat a meat or animal product ever again, because you're going to get cancer. Like, well, we like to say we were plant forward. Um, we agree in a balanced diet and you have to do what's best for your individual needs and nutrition and what you believe in. But, you know, we, we lead with a dairy-free plant-based product so that it fits all, all dietary needs. Yeah. I think, I think personally for me, when I talk to some people who are a little bit extreme on the other end and they say, oh, do you eat plant-based or whatever? I always say yes. And, and, and I think it would be accurate to say that I do mm-hmm. eat plant-based because mm-hmm. if you look at my plate, most of it is plant, but there's yeah. always going to be a piece of chicken or a steak or a, like a, something on there. Just but, but more of the food is plant-based. And so I, I play on the semantics a little bit. I know what they're getting at and, and I'm just, you know, making fun of mm-hmm. them at it. But, <laughs> but, but you are. Uh, That's what plant-based well, that is, is. That is the definition is majority, mm-hmm. majority plants. Um, I think vegan is where it gets a little bit more yeah. stringent. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't call myself a vegan. Um, I will, I will say like you, Daniel, I, I am plant-based. Yeah. And, and not that there's anything wrong with being vegan too, right? No, not at all. Not at all. It presents, it presents its challenges, same as any other, uh, again, diet and nutrition protocol. We kind of said that off the top there, but, uh, you know, none of them are perfect and, and 
it's sad that we even have to say this, but like diets are not religions. You know, you, mm-hmm. you can just eat right. food and not, not have to like yeah. argue about but it without thinking it. twice. It's, it's yeah. become it, right? It can be very polarizing. And that's why I just go back to like, we're all individuals. Everybody has to decide what's best for themselves. And you do your research, you work with your experts. I'm so grateful that we have nutritionists because I ask them all the time for advice for me personally now. Um, but you have to do what's best for you. If that's veganism, great. If you need to, if mm-hmm. you feel like you need animal protein, great, do what's good for your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and be willing and be willing to accept information from exactly. people who, who are smarter than you at a certain topic and, and actually change your mind about things like what a concept. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it seems like you guys have done a good job of that, even with the changes, you know, changing from, from whey to, to a plant-based protein. Well, well actually let's talk about that. How did that, like, mm-hmm. why did that happen? Where, what happened there? Yeah, we let our customers really guide a lot of our decisions. So we are very focused on, we do survey work, one-on-one conversations. We're always talking to our customers and they are the the leading reason for most um, decisions. And so it was both qualitative and quantitative data. Um, We started to see, we had both lines. um, So we started getting asked about plant protein. That's how, um, and dug into that more. That's how we ended up rolling out. Um, It was all three flavors, but but two versions. So six SKUs. And we said, okay, we're going to give you guys what you're asking for and let's see what happens. And then, um, you know, there was, pretty uh, stark sales data, uh, plant-based started to really outpace way. Um, and then we continued to have conversations. And it, it is difficult to have as, a, as an early stage company, that many SKUs. It's also confusing to the customer, like when they come to the site, way-based versus plant-based it, you know, you want to remove any friction and be able to educate. And so it was just a lot of information. I think for someone new to the mm-hmm. site to come and have so many options. Um, And so, yeah, we just, again, it was based, I mean, it it was probably a whole 12 month process of six months of gathering data and then six months of kind of making sure we were doing this properly. We didn't want to leave our way-based customers that were really dedicated to that protein in the dark. Um, And, and so we were very careful and thoughtful about how we did it. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but again, it was really, it was a customer uh, feedback driven decision. Mm-hmm. No, that that makes perfect sense to me, and and I one of the things that I like about certain supplement companies and and whatever is that they don't have a million choices. I don't want to have to search through you know fifteen different products that are almost the same but a little bit different, and then find out which one is best. And oh, I got to Google this mm-hmm. ingredient, and I got to like nah, right. it's too much time for me. Like if there's three <laughs> options, they're yeah. all great. I can just choose the flavor that I like, exactly. and I know that I'm going to get a good product. Right? Because flavor, cho- yeah, flavor choices are easy business. to make, right? That's where we wanted to. We don't want to make it hard for you guys. It's like we want to say, hey, we did the research. We made the macro balance. We made this delicious flavor. Here you go. (laughs) Now have fun picking your flavors. Like we're excited to roll out the new and have choices in that sense. But exactly. It's like that's where the decision process should be, not figuring out. Um, the fundamentals of it. So <laughs> yeah, we just, and, and I mean, uh, Daniel, just to add, we on that on that note, we just rolled out um, a new subscription offering, so our new customers can actually try all of the flavors up front. They get a shaker mm-hmm. bottle, and then they literally get to text with our VP of Customer Experience, Lisa herself, sends a text and coordinates with them. Okay, how often do you want to have it? What's your favorite flavor? Mm-hmm. And then we can get you set up on a recurring order that fits your lifestyle and the flavor you want. So that's something we're really excited about too, is really making it a customizable 
um, delivery and you get that like kind of white glove experience. Yeah, that's perfect. Because sometimes, you know, you might not know what which flavor you like, or you might want to try all of them, but you don't want to yeah. buy like, you know, uh, you know, 90 days worth of something yeah. up front. Exactly. So you can get just a small kind of taster uh, package. But but again, it, that only works because all of the products are good. The, the only real difference is the flavor, right? If you were trying about different products, like totally different products, then you would have to try them for a much longer period of time to figure out, okay, what are the changes happening in my body? How does my body react to this, this and that? And then it's a whole mess. And then they're not going to you know, they will no longer be a customer after that, right? Hundred so, percent. So I think that that way is is a is a really smart idea, and honestly, more companies should probably do that. <laughs> Thanks. Let's keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it yeah. simple always. Yeah. Yeah. One thing you know, we we I've always said on the podcast, and and, and shout out to to Matt Busan for those listening is you know nutrition science is very complicated, but eating healthy food is pretty simple. Right. Yeah. We, we all know what healthy foods are. Right. You, you put a, a plate of, you know, an order of uh, Chick-fil-A and a, and a chicken salad in front of me. Like I'm going to know and everyone knows which one is healthier. <laughs> exactly. but, but, but do we always make the healthy choice? You know, that's a different question. Hopefully uh, 80, <laughs> my, my rule is still 80, 20, 80 percent of the time make the healthy choice. Then you can yes. indulge. Absolutely. Oh, I think anyone who's a hundred percent is a crazy person. I, I, know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know anyone. Well, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know how they've hacked it because I haven't. I haven't figured out 100% yet. I, I think they either are, you know, professional athletes or, yeah. or, or actors or models or of some sort, or, or they Williams. just, <laughs> yeah, or they just, or they just break down over time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and even them, like, like I have some friends who are professional athletes, like, you know, they eat super healthy when they're in training camp and when they're in season and whatever, but like, when they're not like they're they're just like right. the rest of us, you know they they yep. want a burger and fries and junk food just like everybody else. Isn't it the Rock that does? He posts about his cheat days that are just yeah. insane. I love yeah. that. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That's real. And yeah. he's so diligent. And obviously, very healthy with his diet. Night, you know, more than ninety. He's probably close to a hundred. But he those cheat yeah. days are wild <laughs> yeah he's got some some epic cheat days but that's yeah. you know that's that's, awesome. a, that's a big body and a lot of and a lot of yeah. help from uh we'll say he's other people team. and and some yeah. and some some special supplements perhaps um, <laughs> that, that are used which which i have no issue with you know it's part of his job and part of who he is so that's all that's all good but you know no not many people can can get away with those big stacks of pancakes that he we wouldn't recommend like him i don't think i don't think that's a safe don't try this at home kids <laughs> i also don't think most people would even be able to finish that stack of pancakes like, it's quite impressive no. he's a big guy and you look at <laughs> yeah. it and it's, it looks big in front of him so i can only imagine oh my god <laughs> so aside from the i, I know that we, we've got to kind of wrap it up soon we have some some other humans that need to be taken care of uh, from ourselves. toddlers which could um, eat a stack of pancakes <laughs> yeah yes yeah. <laughs> um what's next for realm where where do you guys see everything going in the next sort of you know one to five years yeah, I mean, we have lots of ideas for future products, of course. Um, as Lauren mentioned, they all fall under the umbrella of making healthy as easy and delicious as unhealthy. Um, but we really want to be a leader in the food and beverage industry and, and change things for the better. We've we've just gotten to a point where, like we said, so many people have issues from what we're eating. Um, and so there needs to be these companies that change things, you know, for big food. Um, And so luckily we're seeing, you know, we're starting to see that as a whole in the industry. And we are, we think at a new inflection point where consumers are demanding different options and better options. And we are seeing the big players 
start to recognize that, but they really moved too slow in our opinion. Um, so we want to be an agent of change on that front. Um, but yeah, we have lots of exciting. We we plan on um, sticking within sort of what we call the no prep category. So snacks, smoothies on the go. Um, and we obviously, as Lauren mentioned, loved the love the the benefits of the drying process. So um, we'll continue to play in sort of plant based and convenience. Um, but yeah, Lauren, anything to add to that? I mean, yeah, I think you said it perfectly. It's just the we want to be a leader of this change. And um, it's really inspiring to see so many other small startup brands really just roll up their sleeves and figure it out and 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 lead this change. So we're we're just excited to be a part of that and continue to evolve and better the industry. No, wonderful. I th I think you guys will do really well. I mean, two very strong leaders, two people who who obviously very legitimately care about what they're doing, what their customers about themselves first of all. And then, and then that gets translated into the product and then everything else you guys are doing. So I'm excited to see where it heads. I'm, ex I'm really excited. Thank well, you, we got to get you, yeah, the new product. When we have yes. it in our hands, we'll yes. get some to you to, to I, test drive. I can't wait. Uh, where can people, where can people find it um, online? I, I assume, is it any, any stores? We're so, mostly online, direct to consumer. Yeah. Um, sorry, Elise. Realm no, go ahead. <laughs> our website, Realm Foods. And then it's the same with all of our social media handles. So on Instagram, on Facebook, find us on TikTok, Realm Foods. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw all that in the in the contact notes as well. Do you want to give people a place to where they can contact you? If not, that's okay too. I don't want people to blowing up your, your messages and everything, but... Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, we love to hear directly from potential customers and and um and current customers. Uh, feel free to Elise at Realm Foods, pretty E-L-I-S-E at realmfoods.com. So mm -hmm. um anyone listening, feel free to email me directly. Um and I'm Lauren at Realm Foods. Pretty easy. <laughs> We're easy to find. We make everything easy. <laughs> yeah. Simplicity in food, simplicity in contact. There that's that's go. the best way to do it. And is shipping available worldwide? Um, so yes, well, not everywhere, but Canada, yes, US, yes, and then um, Europe as well. Okay, awesome. So, you know, I, I somehow have a handful of listeners in the Philippines, which blows my mind. Oh, wow. Because, uh, like, I obviously don't speak their language and... And so, so, I mean, so any Filipino listeners, I'm sorry, but you know, reach when you out, to, we'll figure it yeah, out for yeah, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, we will probably not shipping. cheap, but, yeah, but we'll, but we'll um, figure it out. We'll figure yes, it out. Yeah. We'll reach out, reach out just directly and we'll, we'll make it happen somehow. Absolutely. Well, ladies, this has been great. Is there anything else um, that you want to kind of leave the people with uh, in closing here? We're happy to give a code if that's. Absolutely. Cool with you. Absolutely. Um, Let's do Daniel 20 uh, for 20% off of our starter kit. All right. You heard it. Daniel 20 for 20% off of the starter kit, realmfoods.com. And, and you get to try it. You get to be part of the movement, part of improving your health and, and all the good things that come with it and get to, could, to enjoy all the, the beautiful products that we've uh, spent the last hour or so speaking about here. Awesome. Great. Thanks so, so much, much, Daniel. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you to everyone for listening. I appreciate you always. Uh, make sure you're following Realm Foods on Instagram and all the channels. Reach out to them. Check out their website. Check out their products. While you're at it, give me a follow on Instagram as well. Um, rating and review on it on iTunes for the podcast goes a long way. All those things. Let's get healthy. Do all the things that we said. Eat real food. Go outside. Sleep eight hours a night. And that's it. See you later, everybody.